welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another Other Identity. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Robbie Landis, the Great Landis, and along with me, as always, my stalwart co-host, Ben Morris, a.k.a. Professor Awesome. Ben, how's life treating you? Uh, life's treating me great, Robbie, and uh, Professor Awesome is hard at work as school is in session back at UNLV out here I, I in I feel Las like Vegas, that would Nevada. be your, your catchphrase. Like school when you come, is in session. When you come yeah. in to start taking out the bad guys, yeah, it's, it's super corny. It, that's definitely like some Silver Age stuff right there. I'm not a Silver Age character, but thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I am very much back in the swing of teaching things. I'm teaching two classes remotely, both of them, which has been both challenging but also kind of rewarding so far. I'm enjoying the digital side of things. One of the classes, of course, that you will come speak in later on is podcasting, which we're doing right now, in case you didn't know. And then I'm also teaching a class in digital and social media, which you'll enjoy this, Robbie. You already heard about it over Twitter, but I'll say it uh, out loud as well. I was, as I always start my first classes with, you know, drop the fact that I used to work at Marvel well, for 10 years. Of course. Got to flex you know, on them. Cool. Got to flex on them, Got to flex on them. Got to do the flex. And my TA... Uh, who's this brilliant grad student who's working along with me, her name is Alexa, uh, just casually mentions, oh, I didn't know you worked at Marvel. I was an extra in Logan, um, the the Wolverine film, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And then she was also in a Lifetime movie with Mario Lopez, but that's not <laughs> Not something I'd brag for, about, yeah. It's not important. Well, I mean, she well, did, but it's look, not important for this podcast. Look, if it eases your conscience at, uh, conscience at all, being able to be an extra on certain movies really just is more being at the right place at the right time, whereas you really had to work for your stuff bought at Marvel. Aww, so. I, appreciate, I appreciate what you're saying there, Rob. Even though I know you don't mean a word of it, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment nonetheless. Um, so, you know, actually, uh, something that I came across the other day that, that's, that honestly surprised me, and I think this is something that we should maybe do something about. I actually looked up what the eras of, like, the different ages of comics are, and you're right. I don't think that you would be Silver Age at all, because Silver Age apparently only goes till 1970. The Correct. Bronze Age is 70 to 85, and apparently 85 to present modern is age? the modern age. That, yeah. That's 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 unreal. I, I definitely feel like be, 95 as, as a, or, or, or the 2000s should have cut off yeah, as and a there should be a new book, one. As a comic book scholar, because uh -huh. I, am, I am indeed you know, of course. doing my, research, yeah. my grad research in comics, I think that the 80s and 90s and then 2000s to today are so distinct they mm -hmm. absolutely need their own ages. And I was actually having a conversation in my grad class the other day, not about comics, so I'll make this brief, but basically the idea of... I hate the term new media. Um, when I was at Marvel, we rebranded from being the digital media department to the new sure. media department. Yeah. And I don't like that just because it's, it's an impossible standard to keep up. You can't always be new media. What you're doing at some point is going to become older media. You know what I'm Neo saying? Like, media is next. I don't know, man. But I'm just <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it's so, so to call something the modern era is it's shooting yourself in the foot because obviously at some point what we call the modern era is no longer going to be modern. That's so true. I think we need a new name for the 80s. We need a new name for the 90s. And then I wouldn't even use modern era for now. I, I would come up with a new a new thing for the 2000s. I mean, modern is okay for describing what we're currently in. Sure. But at yeah, some point, you have to call it something else. Yeah, think of something. Get yep. creative. I mean, 90s, 90s should be the era of excess. Yeah. That was, that was what it was all about. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of the 90s, have you actually yeah. finished the Maximum Carnage read yet? 
I'm done. I'm done. I you wrapped are up officially Maximum done. Carnage well, I am a couple I, days ago. I am seven deep, so I still have halfway to go. You're halfway there. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a struggle. I'm not going to lie. So I'll, I'll wait until you're done with Maximum Carnage to do my complete debrief on the story because I want to discuss it sure. with you. But I will say this: right before I read Maximum Carnage, I read Age of Apocalypse, and Age of Apocalypse is basically the big '90s X-Men story. Whereas Maximum Carnage is frequently known as the big 90s Spider-Man story. Okay. And what I want to say is it's easy because I don't think either you or I got all we wanted out of Maximum Carnage. You halfway through, me all the Mm -hmm. way through. It was not my favorite. I don't want to just lay it as, well, it was the 90s. Because Age of Apocalypse really, really holds up and is a very good story. All right. And I think there are a lot of good stories from the 90s, even from the 80s. And even the further back you go the more things start to become dated. Mm-hmm. But there's good stuff from every era of comics. Yeah, that's And fair. I don't want to just use the excuse that it was 90s. I will say this. Well, there are some good to... things that I do like about Maximum Carnage as well. Sure. So it's not a complete loss. It's not a complete loss, and I don't want to paint it that way. There's actually some really good chapters within it. I think you and I had the same primary problem, and that is that with all the work that's been done with Carnage and to a lesser degree Venom in the modern era where they have so much more depth and they're not as cartoonish and like mm-hmm. over the top. They're not, they've, they've fully evolved into like scary bad guys or in Venom's case, anti-hero instead of just being as you termed it early on, like a Joker knockoff. Yeah. And I think that's what hurts the story the most because it is ultimately the story requires you to be afraid of carnage and he's just not very scary. Mm-hmm. I will say this, and this is something for you to put on your radar. Uh, The last chapter, chapter 14, and actually chapter 13 as well, so the last two chapters, started to give me what I wanted as far as Carnage, as far as Venom, and as far as this being a Spider-Man story, as opposed to just being, if it makes sense, a story that Spider-Man is in. Yeah. So keep that in mind as you're reading. I think J.M. DeMattis and Tom DeFalco, who are the last two writers in the chain, uh, do a really good job of kind of bringing it home. But unfortunately, all I could think as I was reading part 14 was, why was the whole story not like this? <laughs> which was really, which was really unfortunate. Uh, coming up next for me, I'm taking a quick break to read one of my favorite stories of all time, X-Men Magneto Testament, which is a uh, five-issue series from the mid-2000s by Greg Pak and Carmine D. Gian Domenico. Carmine D. Gian Domenico was the guy on Rebirth Flash. You may remember mm-hmm. um, they did a Magneto origin story about his time as a boy in Nazi Germany. It's heavy stuff, but it's very, very good. And then after I'm done with that, as chosen by our fans on Twitter, I will be reading from the 1980s Fall of the Mutants. All right. Well, uh, as for myself, I have actually finally finished uh, the first I am part. I'm so proud of you. When I listen, <laughs> I want No, listen, this is important. When I wrote that last night on Twitter that I was proud of you, mm-hmm. I was like, this is digital, so he's going to take this as being sarcastic. It no, was not. I didn't. It was legitimate. I didn't. It was legitimate pride. I I'm, I'm so impressed that you read and not just read, but like gave thoughts on and actually retained all these comics, over 600 comics. 675 of- issues. And that's just from, from the DC, you know, Rebirth reading order. Obviously, you know, there's other Marvel stuff we've been reading as, as we've gone, uh, gone around. But honestly, I'm actually a little disappointed in, in the last, the, the, the last two arcs that sort of finished it up. You know, I, I thought there'd be a little bit more swelling of pride and just like, yeah, you know, like I've gotten this far, but I kind of end on a little bit of a down note. Cause the last two stories, which was Nightwing 22 through 28, and then Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, 22 through 25, 
Um, uh, uh, Tim Seeley, I believe, did did Nightwing, and it was a great mm-hmm. story. But it fell into one of the tropes that I hate in every kind of media. Um, as you know, uh, Dick and Sean, uh, Nightwing and the Defacer, have become a couple, and they're one of my absolute favorite uh, uh, new couples, or at least new to me, within the Rebirth era. And they had a little bit of a falling out where both sides was kind of at fault with each other. And then by the time that they both come around, Dick Grayson is in bed with the Huntress. And I'm like, oh, come on. Re- just let them oh. be happy. Yeah. And then in Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, I've actually really been enjoying the Sinestro Corps joining forces with the Green Lantern Corps. And of course, eventually it was going to all, all come tumbling down, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Sora Nick has, you know, replaced her father, Sinestro, as uh, she actually took on the Sinestro name now. She's no longer Sora Nick Natu, but Sora Nick Sinestro. And I just, I didn't feel the the events that led up to the turn. Like, like compared to what I've seen of the characters so far, I just, I felt like, like, they weren't really true to themselves or it just seems so small in comparison to what they've been doing so far that it just, it wasn't enough for me. And, and, and as a result, you know, finishing up part one was kind of on a little bit of a sour note for me. That stinks. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, but um, where do you know just offhand, like where that puts you as far as like the timeline, like what year are you in? Uh, well, if I end? take a look at the Hal Jordan that I, in the green lantern Corps that I just finished, uh-huh. I'd just be oh, interested uh, for released, reference. Released uh, 8-9-2017. So, okay, so you're so, in 2017, so yeah. you're, you're still... Some of them, got- and, and again, it, it, it depends, I think, on some of the different ones, but I'm near right. the end slash the beginning of 2017-2018. That's kind of crazy, though, to think about the fact that, I mean, Rebirth started in 2016, right? Yeah. Like, that's where we mm-hmm. start. So really, you've only, you've only covered a year's worth about. of comics, <laughs> and there's still three years to get caught up. So, so as impressed as I am, you better step up your game to yep. get well, fully immersed uh, into the modern age. I, and I, I will join you in 10 years. Yes, that's right. I am taking a little break from the DC Challenge yep. to read some more uh, Marvel stuff. Uh, Secret yep. Empire is still on my list. Uh, I also promised um, on Twitter... Uh, Andrea, I forget her last name, but I told her that I would uh, be jumping Towers. in. Yes, that I would be jumping into some my Black Widow. Yes. So uh, Black Widow Andrea is also is on the, my list there. Andrea is a former PR person for Marvel. Uh, she wrote for Entertainment Weekly. And she is the world's unprecedented, un, unquestioned biggest Black Widow fan. So, yeah, we uh, we may have to have her on to chat. Well, and hopefully she can give me some recommendations on what Black oh, Widow absolutely. stories to jump into. I do know Kelly no Thompson's Black Widow number one is coming out, I think, by the time this this episode yeah, airs. Out. But mm-hmm. but that's only one issue. I'm gonna need at least like twenty things yeah, to dive into. You you so. don't you don't like reading one <laughs> issue of anything. It's hard waiting. I but speaking of waiting, coming up. The DC Fandom event. Yeah, that's right. We're not going to have an episode of The Other Identity and not talk about, honestly, the incredible day that the DC Fandom event was. There was a bunch there, but we're going to specifically break down the movie trailers and the video game trailers that we saw coming up next on The Other Identity. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, we have an unprecedented outbreak. Thousands of us walking the earth. You might die at any moment. Because we're under attack. In which case, we must act fast. Doctors are trying their best. Working long hours and... Always sacrificing. Their health to protect you. Well, I'd very much like to thank them. Thanks, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Wait a minute. What's the prognosis? It's still changing. So we have a novel virus and no vaccine at this time. What should we do? We gotta get everybody else back into the houses. We gotta keep them there. In other words, this is our lockdown, right? 
What that means is... Stay in your homes. Make no attempt to reach loved ones. And take a long nap. You can count me out. You can count me out, too. Some people are immune to good advice. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Those idiots. I just need to make sure you fully understand. Let's recap. I'm begging you. Stay inside. Wash your hands. And make sure you've got 10 feet of personal space around you. Stay away from me. Uh-uh-uh. I didn't hear you wash your hands. So think on this, lads. When you're home watching TV. Think about the medical stuff. Working for you. So I'm asking you. Stay home. I'm in isolation. Just stop the virus. All right, I'll do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You stay classy, planet Earth. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for downloading The Other Identity and uh, taking some time here to talk with us about, uh, honestly, some really great films and games that are going to be coming out here uh, very, Dude. very soon. Um, we're actually going to start with uh, with the game before we jump into the movie, since there were two of those. But before we did that, I actually promised you that I would tell you, give you a little bit of trivia that I thought yeah. you would find funny and that the and fans... And I insisted that we do it on air because I have yes. nothing to hide from our audience. Uh-huh, yep. Uh, okay. So, okay. so you know how normally when we have guests on, that's when yeah. I'm most prone to making errors of some type. Absolutely. On one of the other shows that I do, the Owl's Nest for the mm-hmm. eSport Overwatch League, for the popular game Overwatch, uh, we yes. talked to one of the Houston Outlaws the other day, and I realized... Mm-hmm halfway through it that well not halfway about two questions in that i wasn't recording the guests audio i had mine on instead who needs who needs the guest yeah (laughs) so i had to they're not the draw (laughs) had to restage a few questions but it was fine it was fine but uh, anyway back to the dc fandom um we got two honestly really really great game trailers trailers here now one of them we knew was coming and that was suicide squad we know the extent of it we had gotten a teaser from rocksteady those who had developed the arkham game series uh, and the teaser was just Superman with a Suicide Squad crosshair on his head. And what that ended up being, and, and I actually saw the name of the panel before DC Fandom had started and got it really, really excited because the subtitle of the game, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It is gonna is be... there a better subtitle? Like, <laughs> no, no. Up with? No. Amazing. That's, that's crazy. And, and yeah. you know, I think the first thing a lot of people thought was, what? No, you can't just kill the like suicide squad. Or not you can't kill the Justice League. But you know what I was thinking though. Well, yes. go ahead. No, then I'll say what I was. Thinking. Well, actually, what, what what really excites me about this, and I, I'm not sure if you're quite far enough yet, but you'll get there. Is I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure this is based on Suicide Squad versus the Justice League, right? From the, event, rebirth the first era. rebirth event. Yes. I mean, even if it's not, look, the cool thing about this, you got me thinking last week because I am a fan of the old school Suicide Squad. There's a comic in the '80s that is just fantastic um and is that the one that's been inspiring james gunn's suicide squad i think so i think it's awesome largely inspiring Mm -hmm. james Gunn. and it's also you remember when we we read blackest night and the secret six had the crossover with the revived suicide squad that was by the original uh the original writer john ostrander did that that also include gail simone gail simone wrote the secret six parts of the crossover and i think john ostrander who is the the original Suicide Squad writer, wrote the Suicide Squad chapter. Okay, okay. So, anyways, neither here nor there. I read an old issue of it last week for Invasion, and I was like, man, I would love to see, like, a a side-scrolling, old-school, 16-bit Suicide Squad game. And then we got this trailer... And, and you're like, oh my god, the technology exists to do more than 16-bit? It does, it, Ben! It, blew, it blew, blew my mind. No, but what you said on Twitter, which really got me thinking, was I want a game that can only be done with the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. In the same way we've talked about in our recent episodes, we like games that, you know, only Spider-Man can do this. Only Batman can do this. And when I watched the trailer for Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League, 
when Superman shows, I, I was kind, of, I was into it in the beginning part, but when Superman shows up, and suddenly I realize you can do all sorts of games where you're these overpowered, crazy characters who can do anything. The idea that you are the Suicide Squad, you are Harley and Deadshot and Captain Boomerang, you're these misfits who have to take on the actual gods of the Justice League, that's when it clicked with me that this is the best idea they could have for a Mm -hmm. Suicide Squad game. Because you can only do that with the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we're definitely going to have to work on, by 2022, getting you a PlayStation 5, because by then that's where it'll be on, because the Suicide Squad is going to be one to four person co-op as well. So I think that's what I'm most exciting about is, you know, it's an open world game. So you'll basically get to play across the city of Metropolis and I'm sure take on more than just Superman along with your friends. I am super hyped for it. And honestly, you want to know what the biggest compliment is that I can give this game? It actually makes me want to play as Captain Boomerang. (laughs) The teleport rings. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the other one. Now, this was the biggest surprise. This is one that we didn't know, we didn't know about it. was coming. We knew that mm-hmm. we knew that that, that Rock City, that Warner Brothers Studios uh, game studio, was going to be announcing a new Batman video game that we thought would be set in the Arkham universe. We have been we have found out that it is not canon within the Arkham universe. It's starting its own timeline, and that is Gotham Knights. Now. It is, I think, a spiritual successor to the Arkham games because a lot of the gameplay looks very, very similar. But the big draw here, it starts out, uh, Batman is dead. Allegedly, I still don't believe it, but he's dead. And he sent out a call to the Bat family, Batgirl, uh, uh, Tim Drake's Robin, um, Nightwing, and the Red Hood that you are Gotham's protectors now. And... We don't know a whole lot more about the story beyond that, but Gotham is now under siege and it's up to the Bat family to save it, um, yeah. this 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 looks incredible. First of all, and 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 I, my my only big hope for this because I know that it's going to be amazing. Uh, I know it's going to be a lot of fun. But my big hope for this is that missions aren't specific to the heroes. That you get to pick throughout the game who oh, you right. want you to can play, play with. Everything, yeah, as who you everything want. Yeah. as everyone, and you get to pick who the partner is that comes with you because the replay value there is going to be in seeing how the different characters react to different situations with different people throughout the whole thing oh that come on that would be so great my big question that i was going to ask you you already answered and that's that this is the tim drake iteration of robin yes even though they call him even though they call him robin uh, i'm pretty sure it's red robin not damien he's he's way too nice in the trailer to be damien i mean look i'm i'm a tim drake guy because that was my robin when i was a kid i think Mm -hmm. whatever robin you grew up with as a kid that is your Robin, which makes sense. Um, I've had long discussions with my students about why Tim Drake is lame, but we're not going to get into that here. <laughs> um, yeah, this looks cool. Um, I love the idea that you can play as all these different characters. I love the idea that, kind of what you were saying, I love games where I will play a level or I'll play a mission as one character and realize they don't have the skill set I need to complete that objective mm-hmm. and then say, oh, all right, well, this would be somewhere I could use Red Hood. And to me, the best multiplayer games or multi, uh, multi-character games are ones like that where it's like you... There's a degree of strategy involved where it's not just I can play as the character exactly what you were saying. I don't want to play just a Nightwing mission. I want to have to figure out who I need for this mission, and I want to like become good with all the characters. So I well, think th- that's, that also adds that's a big draw. Yeah, it also adds a whole other layer of difficulty to it as well. Sure. Because usually when a mission is suited for a specific character, it's easy yes. enough to take in the one who suits it best. But the developers aren't going to make it impossible to get through with other characters. So right. you know, it provides a bit more of a challenge. But I just love the idea of being able to go in as you know 
Batgirl and Tim and, you know, get, like, yeah. you know, some nice witty banter between them or going in as Nightwing and Red Hood and getting, like, you know, this this sort of uh, more uh, um, competitive nature between yeah, the two of them. Yes, mm-hmm. I think it, it'll be it'll be so good. I'm really, really excited about it. Um, I'll, I'll get more into this in our next segment, but another thing for me is, as I've said recently, controversially, <laughs> I thought, um, I'm kind of Batmaned out. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had enough of Batman games, movies, comics, everything. I want to see the rest of his family. So this is, of course, right up my alley. Excellent, excellent. Now, before we get to some of the bigger movie announcements, there were uh, a bit more sort of light movie news that we got that I just yep. wanted to cover really Let's quick. Do quick hits. Uh, yep, quick so hits. Uh, Shazam 2 is going to be called Fury of the Gods, and apparently Sinbad is also going to be playing a role in the movie in some fashion. I saw that. I still haven't seen the first Shazam. It's on my list of... It's at the top of my list of movies to watch. I just didn't understand and, and this is from someone who again you know like i was born in the 80s and lived through the 90s i didn't understand why sinbad's involvement was a big deal do you understand but, uh, now i don't what okay like, so sinbad i think he's like he's he's within the top five like like moments that are most uh, associated with the mandela effect everyone thinks that he was in oh. a movie in the early 90s about shazam the genie okay but it doesn't exist Okay, so that's why it's funny. Haha. Still, Internet still, stuff. Still, still, yeah, still kind of a <laughs> All right. kind of kind of a deep pull for me. Uh, Aquaman two is apparently going to have a bit more of a serious tone. Uh, I know that that has some people a little worried about it that that they think that means there's not going to be any humor in it. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think that that is is the case. Um, it, it could it could end up being you know way too you know early uh, DCU for us, but uh, you know I J- James. Juan is who? who Juan, yeah. yeah, James Juan. Juan. Uh, you know, I I trust him. I thought he did a great job with the first Aquaman movie. I'm sure Aquaman two will be good as well. I would tend to agree. The first Aquaman was very good. Um, I of course am in favor of anything that moves the DCEU towards a little bit lighter place. I like the humor. I like the uh, optimism. Mm-hmm. But I, I I'm with you. I have faith. James Wan will do a good job. Uh, probably one of my most favorite ones, despite not having like an official trailer announcement, but. No one person has given me more faith in the future of the DCU than The Rock talking about Black Adam. Um, the, the Rock can uh, do no wrong, right? He really can't. So <laughs> what's what's the worry about here? And also, I'll, I'll recommend this to you, is that the, the 2000s JSA series where Black Adam was kind of lifted up, elevated to being an A-level character, mm-hmm. is some of the best comics I've read in the past 20 years. And... The combination of The Rock, who is good at literally everything, with a character who's awesome and uh, source material, which is beyond reproach, I think this is this is going to be a sleeper for maybe it might even surpass Wonder Woman as the best DC movie to date. It's very, very possible. Um, and obviously, I think the cool thing is, yes, they're introducing the JSA, JSA uh, yep. through uh, Cyclone, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, and Hawkman, um, which... I guess it's fine. Uh, D- Doctor Fate being a little bit more of like the mystical sort of kind of all powerful one seems a little bit weird in there to me. Well, but, but I we'll will see. say this: Doctor Fate in the comics has a connection to Black Adam, which I assume is fair enough. Both both Hawkman and Doctor Fate have a very close connection to Black Adam and his origin. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that is that why they why. are. Right. Yeah. And then uh, finally, of course, uh, more news on the Flash. Uh, both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton 
are going to be in the film, which makes me think that obviously Michael Keaton uh, will be Thomas Wayne and, you know, Ben Affleck will still be Bruce Wayne. The only thing that worries me here is, you know, hearing um, uh, the director, who, who his name escapes me right now, uh, talking about this said that, you know, they'll be an important part of the emotional impact of the film. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait this, this is a Flash film, though. Right. Isn't that where the, the emotional impact would come from? If that's your only concern, then you're you're not concerned enough well, of this mess of a project. Well, this we'll is, this, we'll see what happens. We'll see this, what happens. This movie has been so snake bitten. It's uh-huh. had so many directors, I'm so aware. many writers, and I just look. There's, there, luckily for us, there's a great Flash TV show that we can watch anytime we want. Speaking and we do not of, need to worry about this. It is canon that Ezra Miller's Barry Allen actually decided to call himself the Flash after meeting uh, Grant Gustin's Barry Allen on the Infinite Crisis crossover. What I wish he had done was just said, you know what, you seem like a better Flash, take over for me, All right, go, go make a movie. Alright, coming up next, speaking of movies, thank you for that, we're going to be talking yep. about uh, all the awesome trailers that we got, and someone who's making a comeback to the world of comics, and probably movies as well. That's next on The Other Identity. Students are playing more video games than ever, and that's not a bad thing anymore. With Checkpoint XP on campus, you can peek into the world of college, esports, and gaming. We talk to personalities in the space like Phasix, who retired from the Overwatch League to join a college team. Or thought leaders like James O'Hagan of the Academy of Esports, who's leading the charge on blending education and video games. It's not all black holes and floss dances. Games can lead to college scholarships. And we can tell you where on Checkpoint XP on campus. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Other Identity, as always. And if you haven't yet, as you're listening right now, pick up your phone and start texting a friend of yours. Let them know about the show. Tell them they should check it out. Or you can always listen together whenever the next episode comes out. So the DC Fandom event was amazing. Like, even even mm-hmm. aside of all the big announcements, I even found myself really enjoying the panels in yeah. between all of those big announcements. There was, a, there was a great one between Patty Jenkins and Venus Williams about mm. Wonder Woman that that blew my mind because I'm just like, in, in Venus, wait, what, what is going on here? It was great. There's so many amazing things that happened during the DC Fandom event. Um, it's just so crazy because we're so used to this incredible Marvel presence at San Diego mm-hmm. Comic-Con for their Hall H panels. Yeah. And it's always like DC has lagged behind. And the fact that they basically just – maybe maybe quarantine is the best thing to possibly happen to DC because it forced <laughs> them to pivot a little bit. But mm-hmm. they delivered like a Marvel Hall H level they of did. announcements and excitement um, probably for the first time in their history since they've been in the game. And, yeah. and hey, as someone who is a big fan of all these characters – You'd love to see them show up like that. Yeah, and uh, speaking of showing back up, uh, Ben, tell us a little bit about Milestone Comics and the return of Static Shock. So Milestone Media, for those of you who don't know, was a short-lived but very impactful imprint that was part of DC Comics in the 90s that its big thing was it was founded by Dwayne McDuffie, Dennis Cowan, uh, and a few other gentlemen, and it was was basically all black creators, all black characters, and it was just a chance... it, It was... It was an attempt to put some more diversity into comic books, and it was very ahead of its time. It produced some great characters, most famously, of course, Static, who would go on to become Static Shock. And But there's other characters like uh, Hardware, Icon, just a wealth of great characters. There's been a few attempts on DC's part to try to bring it back, and it's never really worked, but now... 
under the the leadership of Dennis Cowan, who I mentioned, brilliant artist, comics legend, as well as Reginald Hudlin, who uh, is a, a, a acquaintance of mine who used to be the president of Black Entertainment Television, but also wrote an astounding Black Panther run at Marvel. These guys are going full bore in terms of digital comics, uh, hard comics, graphic novels, and hopefully, hopefully a static shock feature film. Basically, 2021 is going to be the year that Milestone is back as a interest to be uh, reckoned with. And these guys are going to be doing some cool work. Love to see it. Um, such an important and such a pivotal time right now mm, in, in where, yes. where we're at as a nation to have something like this where, you know, a, a, a black youth or even a white person can read a comic about a powerful black character and read great stories by these creators. I think this could not be better time. And this was actually a surprise announcement. It was just a surprise yes, panel at Fandom where they didn't announce it. And I think people were... There was some fear, I think, on the Milestone guys' part. It was like, oh, crap, they're billing us as this big surprise um, panel. And once people have seen all the movies and the video games and everything, this is going to be a letdown. I think this was very well received and people were excited to hear about it. So good for them. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to keeping my eye on what they come out with starting in 2021. Speaking of those movies, though, we're going to go ahead and start with uh, the first trailer to be released that day. And, of course, that was a new trailer for Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, we got a few new looks here. Obviously, she's had trailers out before, but this is the first time we've gotten a really good look at the Golden Armor, as well as Dr. Minerva as the Cheetah. I have to say, Ben, um, I wasn't as impressed overall, I think, with, with this trailer. Uh, the Golden Armor, to me, all looks a little bit tacky. And uh, Dr. Minerva, the CGI, she kind of looked like she was a rejected Cats character. But more than that, <laughs> more than that, after reading the rebirth uh, of Wonder Woman right now uh, and the relationship she has with Dr. Minerva because they were friends beforehand, right? And it's, just, it's the transformation right. into Cheetah that kind of starts to sort of corrupt and change her. It seems yes. like they're going with a pretty cut and dry, you know, Dr. Minerva hates Diana, jealousy, rah, 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 now I'm a villain. And uh, I don't know, that's, that's kind of a little bit of a letdown. I mean, the challenge is going to be that the the relationship between Diana and uh, Barbara Minerva in the comics, obviously they had some time, a little bit of a ramp to build it up, whereas mm -hmm. in a movie, obviously, you got to get them going from friends to enemies over the course of under three hours. Mm -hmm. That's the challenge. Um, what I will say, and you guys can go back in the archives to see, we did a whole episode on Wonder Woman 1984 way back in the day. I don't even know if you remember. I do uh, well, not, but it's there somewhere. <laughs> we, did, we, did it on, we did it on that and Black Widow when we thought those were coming out in May. Mm -hmm. um, but I love the first Wonder Woman movie. I love Gail Godot as Wonder Woman. Me too. To me, the, to me, the weakest part of the first movie was the villain because it was just kind of a... That's fair. Of, yeah, for sure. I, I, think that, I think that was the that was the only part that kind of irked me. That to, to be fair, up until recently... Uh, weak villains have sort of been, I think, the yes. the bane of a lot of superhero movies. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I have high hopes for Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. Um, I will say I'm with you on the CGI. It looks awful. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know about that. But I'm ho I, I, I will say this. That my optimism comes from the brief bits where we got to see Kristen Wiig actually act as the character sure, yeah. mm -hmm. didn't seem terrible to me. No, that's so fair. my hope is that 
the first hour of the movie is her making us care about Dr. Minerva so that by the time they get to Cheetah, well, hopefully they'll, I don't know if they can fix the CGI at this point. It might be a lost cause. But even if they don't, I'm hopeful that we care about the character enough that we're willing to overlook mm-hmm. it a little. Yep. Uh, speaking of hope, speaking of overlooking, there, there's all oh, sorts Jesus. of emotions for this next one. Uh, but Zack Snyder gave us the first actual trailer for his cut. Uh, look, look, look. We can't. We shouldn't even be cutting it. This calling it the Snyder Cut anymore because mm-hmm. it's obviously more than a cut. They are remaking the whole damn movie. Which, yeah. in their defense, if they want to fix it, they're gonna have to. But allegedly, it's going to be four hours long and released in four separate parts. Now, the song choice aside, Ben, what did yeah. you think watching this trailer? Ugh. It's it's the same movie that I haven't watched for the past several years and haven't felt a desire to watch. Wait, have you still not seen years. Justice League? No, absolutely not. And I'm, I will watch Shazam before I watch Justice League because I, I actually have heard good things about Shazam. Uh-huh. Um, I'll get to Justice League when I get to it, man. There is no urgency on my part to watch Justice League. You know what? We, we're, we're Alright, starting now, don't watch Justice League, which I probably never okay. tell you. <laughs> You're no like, done! Yeah. Um, Easy. We, we should definitely turn this... We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it fleshed out, but this should definitely be some sort of experiment, whether you whether when the cut comes out, if you watch the new one, and then the second, you know, then the first one, or vice versa, we definitely have to turn this into, like, some sort of experiment, some sort of event, and see what we can extract right. out of it. I'm fine with that. Look, I, I still want to watch Shazam. I also, you may have seen in the last couple of weeks, they put Apocalypse War on DC Universe. Did, so I want to watch that. Yes. I'm going to watch that at some point. But yeah, look, the best the best thing I saw from the Snyder Cut was the video I sent you on Twitter where they recut it to Walking on Sunshine. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen this, definitely go out of your way to seek it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's brilliant, but yeah, Dark Side looks like crap. Um, none no, of the new really scenes does. really impressed me. Uh, there's nothing here to me that says like, oh, that's what was missing. This is we figured it out. We cracked the code. Well, no, and again, like, we've seen three minutes of a supposed yeah, four whatever. hour it's, new I, movie. I'm just look. Yeah. I, I will I will give it a chance at some point, but I am not racing to do anything mm-hmm. with this movie. They've not they've not convinced or sold me that they have. Uh, learned from any of their mistakes. I am much more excited for all for Wonder Woman eighty four for the stuff we're about to talk about and the stuff we talked about in segment one. Justice League is the lowest priority for me. All right, so uh, we're actually going to skip this on our outlines here. I'm going to I'm do a little flip flop here. I want to talk yeah. about the Suicide Squad first. James sure. Gunn's Suicide Squad looks oh hilarious. James first Gunn's of all, a genius. he's James so is, good. He's so good at everything he does and. Again, much like I was talking about with the, the the Rock getting his hands on Black Adam material, James Gunn getting his hand on Suicide Squad, which to me is one of the best properties that DC has, and I think it's been horribly mismanaged in some senses, but to see them get what looks like an awesome video game, and then to see them in the hands of James Gunn, who really leaned into the idea that the Suicide Squad is all about for me, is that it's, it's this huge collection of misfits and outcasts and any of them can go at any time this is perfect well it's a perfect marriage dc is finally starting to realize or at least i hope they're realizing and it's not just like by accident but they're finally realizing the strength of what makes marvel so good and that's the people who are in charge of these movies and these properties have a passion for the source material you know james gunn reiterated several times that the original run of suicide squad was like something that helped him out in like his formative years right yeah and, yeah. and, I mean, that, that, that definitely comes through both the, the, the love, the passion that he has for it. Um, if you would have told me 
If you would have told me last year that, hey, there's a new Suicide Squad movie coming out and Arms Fall Off guy is in it, or Arms Fall <laughs> Off Kid, which is who Nathan Fillion is playing, TDK, the detachable kid, I, I, I would have said you and DC are out of your mind, and that movie's dead on arrival, and yet here we are. Um, I don't know what to expect out of Suicide Squad by James Gunn, but it's going to be a fun ride. So As we get closer to, it's summer of 21, right, that Suicide Squad's coming out? Yes. Maybe when we hit the winter, you and I will have to have a serious discussion about a reading challenge being the original Suicide oh. Squad. Because it's all on DCU. Mm-hmm. It's only like 60 issues. Um, it's only 60 pl- issues, but it's also still, what, probably Silver Age stuff? No, 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 no. It's mid-80s. So it's well into the modern age. It's it's quote unquote modern age. Yes, but I will say I will say this: it is unlike a lot of the older comics I know you've read and mm-hmm. not really had a passion for. This is a this is one that I think stands the test of time. Well, we'll um, see. I fully I fully think some of the recommendations I've given you have been of their era, mm-hmm. but. We'll talk. Look, okay. I, maybe I'll do it by myself, and you can <laughs> go read. You can go read Ultimate Spider-Man for right. the time. So the last thing on our list here, uh, probably the thing that I did the quickest 180 on is okay. Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson's The Batman. Now apparently they've only shot 25 percent of the movie, but they threw a trailer together regardless. And I have to say that mm-hmm. uh, I think that Nolan's Batman trilogy uh, may have some competition here. So I have made my, my stance known on being batman out. Of course, um, of course. That being said, I actually am a Rob Pattinson fan. Um, I mean, I've barely seen him in anything. I saw him in Harry Potter, and that was it. Oh, I was going to say, are you a Twilight I've guy? I've not seen the Twilight movies. <laughs> um, I, 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 wouldn't, I don't think it would be totally off-brand for me to say I have, but no, I have not seen the Twilight movies. But I just think he's, he's got an innate charisma. He does. And he seems to be good at this type of role um the the trailer didn't i know it blew a lot of people away it, like people are amazing as, as you just said you're comparing it to the the nolan stuff i, I also I got go, a lot of uh daredevil vibes as well yes mm-hmm. which which is which, which makes I'm, sense i mean the two I'm characters all, are, all are similar sure but um i i was not blown away but at the same time i was like you know what i want to give this a chance there's enough there to hook me and make me want to see more like you said they've only made 25 percent of the movie mm-hmm. and the trailer's even just a fraction of that so um, there's definitely a lot more to see, but this succeeded in the fact that it made me, it gave me confidence that Matt Reeves and Rob Pattinson and their, the rest of the people working on this are the right people to be telling this story. Mm-hmm. And at this point, really, that's all you can. I, I think the thing that I'm most excited about, and I was scared at first because Matt Reeves said that their take on the Riddler is something you've never seen before, and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. those were the exact words used to describe Jared Leto's Joker. So I was oh, afraid God. going yeah. in. But I think that it's going to work because, I mean, when you think about it, the the Riddler is a very, very cartoony character, this like sort of high society intellectual, right? And to have him, it looks like uh, you know, broken down, sort of reconstructed as as more of a. I mean, I mean, he's a serial killer. That's yeah, that's what he is, right? So yep. uh, I, I'm honestly really, really curious to see how that ends up playing out. And um, Colin Farrell as the Penguin is unrecognizable. Uh, when he was cast, I'm like, really? But, uh, you know, the, the, the one shot from the, the trailer that you see of him, uh, I definitely think it could work. And I, I am most optimistic about this uh, compared to all of the other uh, uh, movie trailers that we saw. But uh, there we go. Uh, another pretty long episode for you guys here today. Yeah, that's uh, sorry, that's two weeks well, you in know a what? row. That's added value for it you is. guys. You're it welcome. Absolutely You're is. welcome. Um, but uh, that'll be it today for the other identity guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Or were we going to take a week off? We talked about a summer break. 
<laughs> yeah, summer's over, dude. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll discuss off air. So maybe you'll see us next week. Maybe you won't. But we'll next see. time you do see us, it will be same other identity time, same other identity channel. <laughs>